Hello and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and today's episode is 1834. Really quick, a disclaimer. Again, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I am with the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team. I'm a co-owner for the team, but I'm also an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. So I need to give you this disclaimer. Any of the information that I provide here or digitally or on the websites with print material, ebooks, etc., all the information I provide is for business purposes only. It does not create an attorney-client relationship between us. If you have an issue that you need to talk to an attorney about, go to an attorney in your jurisdiction with experience in the area of your concern and get that squared away. Real quick, so today's episode um, is going to go pretty fast. Um, it is probably going to be about 30 to 45 minutes long because I want to make sure I get you guys all this content. However, just so you know, um, the day that you guys listen to this, we are getting ready for our first grandson. He's going to be here any day. We're trying to get all our Christmas stuff done. In women's football, a lot of people think that the December-January time frame is really a slow, slow time. Um, for us, it is a very busy time. We have uh, several things going on in December and January, and so um, our schedules are pretty booked. So I have very little time to spend on a um, a lot of things. I don't spend a significant amount of time on anything really big because of in between work and women's football and everything, um, we have a ton of things going on. We have things. Uh, we have appointments on December sixth, December 9th, December tenth, December fifteenth, December twentieth, December twenty fourth, and twenty fifth for Christmas, and then of course, uh, January, December twenty eighth, January first, and January fifth and sixth, and then the fifteenth. So, uh, or twelfth and fifteenth. So we're going crazy over here. Okay. So I really want to get through a, a lot of this content for you guys because I really feel that it's important for you guys to get this kind of in a um, in the time you need it. So I don't I try not to put all the information out there about everything about women's football at the same time. I try to put the information out there um, in a timeline when you guys should be thinking about it or getting ready to think about it, so that you can kind of mold your women's football team the way you want to. So. I'm super excited to be here today. We are going to go through um, kind of the finish up or the final things that we had going about uh, potential players, tryouts, uh, signing day, holiday party, team sponsors, and then today we're going to get into giving to the community. So you guys have gotten in the past, if you look at any of the content, you can pull up the Women's Football Success calendar it's a basic rough draft outline of what you should have gotten done in september october november and then coming into december um, if i can give you any piece of advice that i think will benefit you the most it is the secret of women's football and um it's no secret anymore okay Numbers, numbers, numbers. So I've talked about it. I've been nice about it. I've, you know, told people keep having tryouts, everything. Some people say, oh, I'm done. I just want to stick to this number. I'm good. I want to share with you guys that right now is determining 
what happens in July. What effort and uh, team building you're doing right now has a direct impact of what's happening June and July of 2019. So if you feel that you have 30 players and that's you're good and that's what's going to happen, I'm telling you that you're going to have 12, 13, 14, 15 players by J July. So if I could give you any piece of advice, it would be to continue doing tryouts. If those are your numbers, continue doing tryouts. Try to have one or two more here um, by the beginning of January and get your numbers up. You can listen back to the other radio shows and how I talk about specifics about having a tryout and how to promote for a tryout, how to get uh, 30, 40 girls at a tryout. Um, but you can listen to that. But if I'm not holding your hand and I'm being straight with you, now's the time to get down to business, okay? You need to have... 20% more players than you think you need um, in order to be successful in the 2019 season. Okay, so with that being said, I wish everybody the best of luck. If you don't have those numbers, try to hold one or two more quick tryouts. If you feel you're good with your numbers, then it's time to move on. We talked last week about the signing day. Some teams don't do it. Some teams are, are doing it pretty big. We hold a signing party. Um, the, team, the players come up, take pictures, they sign their contract. Really important. Some of the things that I haven't dealt with or haven't given you guys information on yet is making sure that the players get that contract several days in advance so that they can read through the contract. Some contracts are 20 pages long. Some are three pages long. Just depends on what you're putting in your contract. I've put out a sample contract for Women's Football Alliance. And then, uh, but please note that anytime you look at a potential contract, make sure that it is valid in your state. Um, because some rules in Texas don't apply to teams in Michigan and vice versa. So make sure that if you say get a contract off a of legal Zoom, make sure that it um, complies with your state rules. Okay. So signing day is a really big day for us. Um, we're putting that out there to our players now. And holiday parties, okay? If you are looking at having a holiday party, you can go from the extreme to the very, very uh, relaxed and easygoing party. We're having a holiday party as well, um, getting that set up with our players. Last week, we already we all also talked about uh, different themes of holiday parties. So you can go anywhere from ugly sweater to pajama party to, I don't know, winter wonderland theme, all different kinds of themes. We've done several different themes throughout the years, and they've all been a great success. Most importantly, it's getting people together as a family and celebrating the holidays. The next thing that I talked about last week was team and player sponsorships. And I actually have had some teams reach out to me about the difficulty that they're having with getting sponsorships. So I'm going to actually be on a call with them tonight, one-on-one, -on -one, discussing how to get sponsorships and what they could do to maybe change 
um, the direction. If they're having negative response, maybe we can change that into some really positive um, things going on for their team. And then uh, today, I'm really wanting to talk about giving back to the community. Um, I say giving back, but sometimes it's not giving back. It's just giving. Sometimes they haven't done anything for you yet, but um, you're trying to take your 40, 50, 60, 70 people that you have on your team and use the quantity of people that you have on, in your organization to help others. Not necessarily have they given to you already, but giving to these organizations could really, um, it builds the team spirit for one, but it also kind of reinforces what we're here for. So I put together a list and I'll put this again out on the um, website of different things that you can think about when trying to get connected with the community. Some teams have already started doing this. December and January are a really good time to get started connecting with the community because of the holidays and a lot of times uh, nonprofit organizations have a lot going on and a lot of need. So it's a good time to get started on it. So most teams start now. But I can tell you that the relationships that you're building with the potential nonprofits that you're connecting with can last a long time, not just through the Christmas holiday season. We have some organizations that now that we're back in women's football, organizations that we worked with 10 years ago as the Lone Star Mustangs, um, we reached out to and they have welcomed us back with open arms and really they loved what we did as the Lone Star Mustangs and we're just going to bump it up a notch to, uh, to the 2019 season and really um, knock it out of the park, as you could say, uh, with giving them different tools and resources to help their uh, client base. So we're really excited about that. So if you guys are kind of going back just a second, if you are having problems with player or team sponsors, feel free to reach out to me directly. I will share with you uh, the things that we do. I'm not saying that we are the most successful best ever um, at getting sponsorships. I just know what has worked for us and that it gets easier the more you do it and the more you um, understand what you're asking for or what you're trying to say to a potential sponsor, the easier it becomes. So um, I hope that everybody's doing great on the sponsorship side. Uh, today or this month, December and January is the time to really nail down several sponsors. If you could nail down 10 or 12 sponsors for your team or 10 or 12 for players, it's awesome. We, um, just to kind of share with you really quick about the sponsorship, we also, and talk, talking about history, but we have um, Lone Star Mustang players that are reaching out to us to sponsor players now. Some players they've never even met, they call and they um, ask which players do this or that, and we give them a list and they are deciding and have decided on um, sponsoring players. So I think that's super cool that uh, women that played years ago find it in their hearts and they understand that um, it takes money, it takes revenue, it, it takes sponsors to um, build a successful team and to lift the burden 
from the players a little bit, they are connecting with the players and sponsoring them because maybe they don't play anymore or they can't play anymore or whatever. But women's football was a, a part of their life and it really touched their heart. And so they are wanting to give back to players that um, need help. So I'm really, I mean, that just makes me ecstatic with the fact that um, we were connected with people um, that are so giving. So, and then on to giving. Okay, so let's talk about giving to the community. So the idea is that as a women's football team, say you have 50 players. I always go back to the basic 50 players. And you have coaches and support staff. So you're looking at about 70 people. That is a pretty significant organization. While you may not be a small business because they aren't employees, you have 70 potential volunteers in some form or fashion. So I put together one, two, three, four, about four different categories of organizations that you could give back to as a women's football team and ways that you can do that. You guys may have uh, other types of organizations that you can give back to, but I'm going to explain to you why I choose these and then how you guys can choose the categories of community involvement that you like. So I break things down by different categories um, so that I can really focus on what's important. So you can do giving to the community. You could give by category of people, um, a, a specific type of person, like a veteran or a woman or a child, um, LGBT, anything like that. So you can pick a category of people um, to give back to or start your research on what organization you want to um, connect with. So if your connection is veterans, do you want to give to a specific veterans group or do you want to give just to um, veterans in the community? So we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in a minute. So category of person. And then we have category, I do health and fitness. So this could either be um, health and fitness exercise, so a 5K, a boot camp, or you can go into um, health, diabetes, um, heart disease, etc. Um, and then I go into medical, that kind of pulls me into medical reasons. So we're talking um, cancer in general, we're talking breast cancer, quitting smoking, those kind of things. Um, so I use those kind of as my categories, um, just like I talked about last week about categories for sponsorships, I categorize this as well. So let me just talk about, so for example, veterans. You could connect with veterans in your community and give them uh, anything from clothing to food to household goods. Now there's also the Veterans Administration. So you could technically volunteer some time there um, for teammates to go and actually do something physical. Um, but then there's also veterans groups. And then on the other side of that, um, 
sorry, I just thought of another idea. <laughs> Sometimes I just get going on a, an area and it helps me to think about other things. Um, or the opposite is inviting them to a game or letting them become part of your organization as a coach or something. So there's several different ways to do this. So first I categorize by uh, category or person or health or medical. And then I get into whether I want to partner with a larger group or a smaller group. So for example, there's a larger group for uh, breast cancer would be Susan G. Komen. Everybody knows about it. Um, and, that, and we have partnered with them. But you can also do research and partner with a smaller organization that may not be getting as much funding as a larger group. I prefer going more local and going more small because I feel like I'm having a little bit more impact on that organization. But that doesn't mean you can't go large scale to a larger organization. So again, we go back and we categorize by either people, health, or medical. And then we categorize by what we want to give. So there's several things. We can give time, we can give money, we can hold a fundraiser, we can spread the word, or we can invite them to a game. Those are basically the five um, ways to give to this community organization that you're wanting to do. So giving time would be the players going out and actually doing something like I talked about with the veterans group. Giving money would either be um, the group putting together, each person giving five bucks and giving to the group money resources. Another one would be holding or participating in a fundraiser. Some organizations already have fundraisers going, and so you could just be a group doing that same fundraiser, like a 5K, like a boot camp, um, like a quitting smoking initiative. They might already have a party or fundraiser going on, and you would participate in it. On the other hand, you could hold your own individual fundraiser. Of course, you need to talk to the nonprofit organization, make sure that's okay. But you could hold your own fundraiser just for your 50 players and 20 support staff. Also, spreading word. Some organizations just need you to connect with them, to share. Um, so, for example, the, the first example that comes to mind is like a, a telethon of uh, Bobby Bones on the radio does a telethon for, or a radiothon, I guess, for St. Jude. Um, this is very similar. You could become the people that are taking the phone calls for an organization and also spreading the word on your websites and social media of an event coming up. And then finally, inviting this group of people to an event of yours or a game of yours. Sometimes that could be in the form of free tickets. That could be in the form of letting them volunteer back. You volunteer for them and they volunteer back for you. Um, or it can be a recognition. Um, you could give them tickets and then recognize their service or their um, conquering cancer or weight loss or diabetes or whatever the, the category you choose. Now, before I move on, I want to talk about the idea that um, a couple episodes we talked about branding. 
okay? What I'm seeing a lot of in women's football is the organization brands themselves in a certain way and then couples themselves with a community organization that is completely off the tangent. It's, it's off in a different direction. Um, it's okay, you know, you're, you're helping the community still, right? But it's really confusing your customer. If I can, if I can boil it down to basic words, if you have a certain direction and branding that you're going with your women's football team, then your community involvement should be very similar. For example, I think it, I want to say it was three or four episodes ago we talked about branding and how setting up your mission and how people are going to relate to you. A women's football team can brand themselves as uh, empowering women is a lot of times a mission or promoting health and fitness or giving back to children, uh, being good mentors. Um, those are various, uh, one, one team does um, equality, pay equality, that kind of thing. Um, but then they present themselves or they connect themselves with a community organization that is off in a different direction. And again, your help is probably very, very appreciated and the players get an immense amount of pride in helping in the community, but it just isn't, it, it, you're going all in different directions. And a lot of times for a super small business that that process is ineffective because you're helping this group, but you're going to this kind of an event. And then these people are trying to share with this group. And so you're, you're kind of twirling too many plates as I mentioned before, because it doesn't have focus and it doesn't have flow. So for example, if your primary mission is health and fitness, then connect with an organization that promotes health and fitness as well. Now it doesn't have to be specifically just health and just your category. So if you're doing health and fitness and then you promote, um, the elimination of type 2 diabetes, that works, right? Um, you can also do that with health and fitness and quitting smoking, right? Um, you could do veterans and cancer. Um, you can connect some of these that make sense, but sometimes people are doing um, Salvation Army and pay equality. And it just it just does not flow, if that makes sense to you guys. Again, while both, both initiatives would be very grateful for your help, it just doesn't flow. So um, if your focus is children, boot camps might work, or 5Ks, or community involvement with the Boys and Girls Club, that would be kind of more congruent and flowing, as opposed to just chopping everything up. So... Again, not that I think that your efforts will go unnoticed or people won't appreciate it, but what I'm really trying to do is get you guys to understand that women's football teams are super small businesses. And um, sometimes I talk to people and they say, oh, well, I'm not really worried about making any money. Um, I'm just trying to have a women's football team. That's great. 
Um, but ultimately, um, you're paying taxes on this endeavor, um, and you either need to not file taxes on it because you're not trying to participate as a business. People don't realize that if it's just a hobby, you can't claim tax write-offs on it. If you're doing this as a hobby, it cannot be categorized as a business. You should not be filing tax documents on it. If you're filing tax documents on it, um, then you need to be trying to make a profit. Some people misunderstand that as well. A nonprofit doesn't mean you never want to make a profit. Nonprofit does not mean you don't want to make a profit. Nonprofit means that you will not share the profitable revenues from your organization with profitable organizations. The, the, the funding stay within the nonprofit. And when you sell or close a nonprofit, any of the assets have to go to a nonprofit. They can't go to a person. They can't go to a profitable entity. Nonprofit, okay? That's not everything to do with nonprofits. Please note, that's not legal advice. That is basic general business advice you can find on the internet about what a nonprofit is. So if you are filing tax paperwork and you have a business name, you have a tax ID even, you don't even have to have a tax ID. If you have a, if it's running under another name besides Lynn Liberty Ellington, it's a business. And if you're filing business paperwork, you have to be trying to make a profit. Otherwise it's a hobby, you can't write these things off. Okay, with that being said, Let's get connected with giving to the community. So what I suggest you doing is kind of going back, listening to the branding segment of that episode. And if you have not created a mission for your organization, I'm going to go over that in the next episode. Um, I've already gone over missions, but I'm going to go over locking in your business plan and making sure that it's good to go. So I'm going to go through business plans and some player individual stuff next week. But making sure that your mission is in line with the community involvement that you are having is very important to um, not only branding your organization in the community and letting people know about it, but it is also important to getting the word out and making sure that you are working efficiently and effectively in your organization. Okay. Real quick, I'm moving on to the next thing. I'm getting there. So I just wanted to share with you really quick a couple things that are going on in the Women's Football Alliance. Everybody thinks that now is a really, really quiet downtime, and it can be. Um, but in the background, you guys should be running around like crazy. I wanted to share with you two things. Um, WFA has a partnership with Zenith, so we're really proud of that for helmets and shoulder pads. And then we just announced about four or five days ago, uh, the WFA, Women's Football Alliance, um, has a partnership with TAG Sports Gear for shoulder pads. You can go on Women's Football Alliance 
Facebook page and check out the um, posting on that. And they are giving exclusive, it looks like bundle number one is almost half off um, for a back plate, wristband, and shoulder pads. And then bundle number two is a different set of pads. So it has the pads, the back plate, wrist, and the wristband as well. And again, close to 50% off. If you're wanting to own your shoulder pads, this is a great, uh, great opportunity for you, okay? With that being said, I just want to do a shout out to a couple teams here. The Seattle Spartans um, are really making it happen. I connected with them at the owners meeting. Um, now they, on December 15th, they are having, it's like almost like a combine that they're doing it's an all skills showcase with cash prizes cash prizes so um, they have a bunch of sponsors for this event and they are really hoofing it i've talked to them probably five six times um, already in this season and i just want to commend them on their great effort their brand new team um, looking to do some great things their first year and i really commend them because not only is the first year very difficult, but it's a big, big learning experience because there's really just the only resources you have for women's football are the resources that I'm putting out there. So six months ago when they were starting about thinking about starting a women's football team, they did it all on their own, which is also to be said for all the teams that are in existence right now. Any of the teams that are already in, in existence right now, um, either did this on their own or used basic resources. So I'm trying to get those resources out to you guys as fast as possible. And again, so I'm doing it in a, there's a saying for it, like in time, in just in time inventory, I'm providing you with the resources just in time for when you're gonna need them. Um, first of all, because it would bombard you with everything you need to get done. But um, there's some things that just are not necessary for you to be thinking about at this point. And we will get you there um, because game day operations, I'll get you there in a few weeks. I'll start working on that with you. Um, but right now we need to work on this. Okay, so I also wanted to, for this episode, I wanted to touch on your support staff. So I talked a minute ago about the fact that if you have 50 players, you probably have about this many coaches and this many support staff. I implore you, this is not the secret to success in women's football. What did I tell you the secret to success was? Numbers, numbers, number of players. Number of players is the, is the key secret to success. Another component of it is support staff. Now you can survive a women's football team with minimal support staff. It's not very fun, but you can do it, okay? But what you wanna be doing right now with regards to support staff is getting coaching staff in line, in place, if you don't already have it, okay? Ideally, let me talk to you about this. Let me talk to you about ideally and how teams have been doing it. Ideally, you want to have I'm going to shock you. You want to have 8 to 10 to 12 coaches. 
8 to 12. Okay? Some people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, my gosh, I have three coaches. Okay. Get on the horn. Get down to business and get some more coaches. You can get coaches from men's semi-pro teams. You can get coaches from college. You can get interns from football players that play college that want to come on and coach um, in their off season. This is a great opportunity. However, please note that in July, when it's playoff time, some of those college kids that are playing football will not be available when it comes to be playoffs. So uh, you want to think strategically when it comes to that. But I suggest two things, connecting with those kinds of organizations, a men's semi-pro and uh, the colleges, but also use your social media um, on Facebook. If you have a Facebook page, which I'm pretty sure every team in the WFA does now, you're going to want to post jobs, go into jobs. So a lot of people are not using the jobs function because they don't feel that it's a job. You can put in the jobs that it is an internship for zero dollars. Okay, let me see if I can go here. Let me go here into Dallas. I'm just going to kind of do a rundown of how to do this. If I can get in there. Okay, so you know how you post an event in your Facebook page? There's a jobs tab. So you click on jobs, create a job. And it asks you, you can upload a photo, you can use a cover photo, you want a job title, where the location is, salary. Now you can put $0, and if you click down here, job type, it asks for full-time, part-time, internship, volunteer, contract. You can do either internship or volunteer, and they know off the bat this is not a paid situation. Now what I always do for my support staff is I make sure that they let it, I let it be known that this is a volunteer situation. If I can, I will pay you. And 90% of the time, I am able to pay people, which is fabulous. Um, there's only been a couple situations where I have not been able to pay uh, support staff for their services. And again, they... Um, Understand that for, right from the get-go before they even apply for the job. So that's a good place to put it. So if you are running short on, say, coaches, uh, those are the places to get coaches. Now, interns, as far as game day operations, marketing people, um, social media, um, ticket sales, etc., that is something you probably, if I'm talking about game day, you probably want five additional people at a minimum to help you with game day. Now, if you haven't heard yet, the, the Women's Football Alliance um, has an age limit minimum for flags, um, for chain crew, um, flags, um, for chain crew. So um, they have to be a minimum age to be able to be on the chain crew from now on. Um, it used to be there was no age limit, and so they would just get children out of the stand or adults out of the stand. But there is now an age requirement for chain gang. So you'll have to be aware of that. Um, but most importantly, 
Now is the time to be getting that support staff in place. So eight to 12 coaches, five support staff, in addition to the regular um, everyday managers or owners, okay? I hope everybody um, enjoyed this information. I'm gonna really quick um, tell you a little bit about women's football success and then Get out of your hair for today. Okay, so if you guys have not heard, um, I created Women's Football Success. It's a place for players, coaches, support staff, and team owners to go for resources. As I talked about earlier, there are no resources for women's football except the ones that I have created. Um, I have not seen any other significant uh, types of resources out there, and I am getting them out as soon as possible um, in a just-in-time manner so that you guys have them just in the nick of time when you are needing to think about these elements. So if you are interested, the Women's Football page is part of supersmallbiz.com. So not only am I an attorney and a women's football team owner, I am also a business consultant. We have webinars, we have speaking engagements, etc. So if you go to supersmallbiz.com and you go up to the top, you can click on women's football success. You have a drop down menu that has team owners, support staff, coaches, players. Um, I also, you, if you're listening to this radio show, all the episodes for the radio show are on there. And then I have free resources. So not only do each of those pages have resources, but I have additional resources there. Um, I have a sample sponsorship package. I have sample contracts for players, various different things. So if you're new to women's football, go check those things out. I have created a women's football success Facebook group. However, um, it is by, by um, what do you call it? It's not open to everybody. It's private. Um, so I am waiting until I have a certain number of people that have applied for entry, and then I'm opening the group, okay? Rather than have three or four or five people talking about something, um, I'm waiting till I have, you know, a significant number so that we can start the conversation and get things rolling. It is a private group. Um, it's open to Women's Football Alliance uh, organizations and players. But we're, we go through anything from starting a team, running a team, volunteer coordination like we talked about today, volunteering for the community, um, team coaches, um, understanding responsibilities as a coach, coaching forms, uh, promoting unity within the teams, support staff, game day operations, internships we talked a little bit about today, and then also team players. We really focus on getting the football players um, to a point where they can be making money as a player promoting themselves as a, as a brand and individual, and then um, hopefully getting them some career opportunities in football. So, um, or using women's football as a platform uh, to see what's going on and see, to see if we can get women into um, some different key roles in sports. I wanna thank everybody for stopping by today. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. 
and everybody's getting ready for the football season. Um, not to mention, it's just because I have a few minutes left here, we're sitting at the first weeks of December. If at all possible, for your women football teams, if you could get out merch, uh, merchandise, um, custom t-shirts, custom jerseys, whatever it is that your team does, if you could get that out now, because not only will friends and family pay for uh, customized items for their player, friend, you know, whoever they have on the team playing, but also maybe they will sponsor a player as their Christmas gift. So this is a great opportunity to get um, a jump start on funding and on selling merchandise so that um, everybody has some merchandise. So it is awesome when you look into the crowd and everybody has a Dallas Elite t-shirt or jersey or hat or something on. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Again, you can go to Women's Football Success. It's at supersmallbiz.com. We have our Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So feel free to connect with me either through Facebook. You can go to Dallas Elite Facebook or you can go to my personal Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington and shoot me a message. Um, I have two owners that I'm talking to today and then another one tomorrow. So um, I will just get you on a list um, of available times if you have things that you want to talk about and we will connect. You guys have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.